هل ار ينظرون they waiting are they waiting الا الساعه except the hour ان تاتيهم that it should come to them بغته suddenly وهم لا يشعرون while they do not perceive meaning those who are lost in their zulm in their oppression their injustice against humanity or the zulm of shirk or the zulm of kufr of denial do they not know that one day they will die what brings them the confidence to persist on these ways are they waiting for the hour to come upon them are they waiting for death to come to them until when will they continue in these wrong ways al akhillau allah warns us al akhillau close best friends yawma idhin that day ba'dhum some of them li ba'dhin for others aduwun enemy when the hour will come then what will happen best friends will turn into enemies illa al-muttaqin except for those who have taqwa those who live with taqwa then yes they will not become enemies to their friends but those who live without taqwa then what will happen to such best friends on the day of judgment they will turn into the worst enemies al akhillau is the plural of the word khalil and khalil from khalla khalam lam and khalla is to pierce through you know to basically make a hole in something to pierce through it making a hole in it this is the meaning of the word khalla and it also has other meanings khalil is someone whose friendship has you know entered into the heart it's made its way into the heart you know just like a bullet goes through a wall or a door it's gone in it's inside now this is how i mean bullet is not really a good example for friendship but you get what i mean right something going in you know it's just in it's settled So Khalil is someone whose friendship has settled in your heart. You see we have many acquaintances. Many people whom we claim to know. Many people whom we claim to be friends with. Somebody asks you how many friends have you got on Facebook and you're like, you know, what? How many? What's the maximum number that you can have? Okay, let's say 1500 for example. But really, are they actually friends? Or are they just random people you saw and you asked them to friend you and they friended you and now they're your friends? Khalil is not any random person whom you call your friend. Khalil is someone whose friendship has become a part of your life. Meaning you accept them as your friend. It's been years. Or you are miles apart. You're in one country, they're in a different country. But you're still friends. that friendship it has a place in your heart it has a place in your heart and you see there will be many people in your life you know for example you knew them many years ago but now you have no idea where they are but then there are some other people whom you knew 5 years ago or 10 years ago and you know them today also maybe you haven't spoken to them for a whole year but every time you think of them fond memories you know that feeling of joy and happiness this is khalil you know best friends all right best friends bffs this is khalil allah says al akhillau those who claim to be bffs what will happen to them yawma idhin that day ba'dhum li ba'dhin adu 
they claim to be best friends forever, but will they be friends forever? No, because that friendship will turn into enmity. Why? How could such deep, strong friendship turn into enmity? When is it that friends become enemies? When? When they realize that the person whom they loved or whom they considered to be their friend was not really their friend. Why? Because they put them in danger. They brought them harm. They ruined their life. And as a result, they don't view them as a friend anymore. You know, so many times it happens that friends, when they're together, they end up doing lots of foolish things. This is part of growing up. This is part of life. And what happens and eventually when you think back and you say, yeah, that person used to be my friend. But every time now you think of them, you become angry inside. Because they made you feel like, yeah, you were the cool dude, you were the cool girl. And so that's why you could have a bad tongue and you could be arrogant and you could be rude and have that attitude. And now you look back and you have so many regrets. Or that you picked up on certain bad habits because of them. And yes, both of you wore necklaces that said BFFs. But now you don't view them as a friend anymore. You view them as an enemy because they affected your grades. Which affected your studies, which affected your career. Which will affect your marriage and which will affect so much more for the rest of your life. So when you think of that person, you don't view them as a friend anymore. So when is it that friends turn into enemies? When they realize that befriending a certain individual was the wrong choice. Why? Because they brought them harm. On the day of judgment, all friends will see each other as who? Enemies. You see, at the beginning of the lesson, we learned about how the mushrikeen, one guy, he presented that question to the Prophet wasallam about Isa Everybody started clapping. Everybody started laughing. Friends. You see how one person encouraged everyone to do kufr? One person. And so many times it happens that we make the wrong choices because of who? Our friends. So this friendship will turn into enmity. muttaqin, Except for those friends who live with taqwa. What is taqwa? A state of wakefulness. A state of alertness. When you see the dangers. When you see what is harmful. And you don't just see it, but you protect yourself from it. Remember the example of taqwa that the Sahaba gave? That it's like you're passing through a pathway that is surrounded on both sides of which are thorny bushes. How would you walk? You would gather up your clothes. You'd be careful about every branch, every thorn that's in your path. Isn't it? You would take each step carefully. This is taqwa. So, إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ Except for those friends who see right as right and wrong as wrong. And even if their friend tells them this wrong is right or that right is wrong, they say no, wrong is wrong and right is right. How many times it happens with us? That is because our friends say, you know what, this is cool, let's just try it. And we would fall into that mistake out of peer pressure. How often does it happen that you know people will try drugs, you know, because their friend encouraged them. And I'm not just talking about guys, boys, even girls. Just, just try it, give it a try. It's cool. We're being so silly. It's fun to be silly. Right? Just try it once. 
This is the effect of friends. Not all friends, but many friends. They make you see wrong as right and right as wrong. Muttaqeen are those who will see wrong as wrong and right as right, even if their friends tell them otherwise. And there will be times when your friends will tell you otherwise. You know, the example of fasting was given, that how if all your friends decide they're not fasting because of exams, you might be affected also. You might also tell your mom, you know what, it's too difficult. You see? So, إِلَّا muttaqin, Such friends will not turn into enemies. They will remain BFFs. Who? Those with taqwa. We don't live consciously. We don't make conscious decisions. Taqwa is what? Making conscious decisions. Seeing the reality of things as that reality is. Right? We'll wear something, we'll get something, we'll buy something, we'll even study something. Just because our friends are studying. And then after a whole semester, big regrets. Not a good idea. So, الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوْ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ So, what does this teach us? What does this ayah teach us? That we should leave our friends? Bring taqwa in our friendship. If we really want to be friends with our friends forever, then what is necessary in our friendship? What ingredient is essential for an everlasting for an eternal friendship. What ingredient is essential? Taqwa. If there is taqwa, then that friendship will last. And if taqwa is not there, if fear of God is not there, then that friendship is not going to last. And we see this, even in the world, it's not going to last. Now what happens is that sometimes, we think that if we bring taqwa in our friendship, it will damage the friendship. You know, for instance, we see our friend doing something wrong. Or we are doing something wrong. And our friend corrects us. And we get offended. I don't think she's really a true friend as she claims she is. Because she's looking for faults in me. And then we become distant. Like, you know what? I get really annoyed by the fact that she's always picking on me. She is trying to correct me. It is out of fear of Allah that she is correcting me. And if she's correcting me, I should be happy. That alhamdulillah, a friend of mine is correcting me. So taqwa is what is going to keep friendship together. And the lack of taqwa, what does that mean? That friendship is going to finish with time. It's going to expire. الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ A lot of schools, there was the whole custom of going to prom. And especially for someone that's like, you take pride in being involved in school activities, you're on student council or the school newspaper. If you are a leader at school, they'll all be wanting to see you at prom and they'll be asking why you're not there. Alhamdulillah, at my school there was an MSA and we got together with other MSAs, just the sisters. Because it's a milestone in our lives of and course. you want to celebrate. Yes. You want to celebrate it. Yes. Maybe and we should have one at Al-Huda. Maybe. Because, you know, Alhamdulillah, I, I know there's a lot of As sisters here party. graduating. Sorry. Go ahead. I want to just encourage the sisters to not give in. You know, you don't have to have a whole MSA get-together. You can get together with your other Muslim sisters. Do celebrate it because it's important. But um, just do it in a way, especially because it's during Ramadan, you know, graduation and prom. Do it in a way that you won't regret later. And yes. 
I know some sisters that did attend prom at my high school, like the school prom, and they did end up regretting it. They felt bad and they felt ashamed, like afterwards. And that's not something you want to remember leaving high school. You know, yes. you don't want to be ashamed of how you ended it. Yes, that you know, throughout those years you were so careful, and then you ended it with certain things that you shouldn't have done. Um, did you read that article about that girl in the states about how she was made the prom queen, the Muslim girl? And, you know, I saw the picture and I was amazed at, mashallah, how nicely she was wearing her hijab and her dress and everything. I'm not talking about what exactly happened, but the fact that she observed her modest gear, I mean, her hijab and everything so well, was really beautiful. And again, you know, what is right for one person is not right for another. Okay, so don't take that as an example. See, she's doing so much dawah by going to the prom. Let me also go. No, it's a different situation. Okay, what is right for one person is not necessarily right for another. Okay, the reason why I'm bringing her example is because this is also a level of taqwa that you are observing your dress, your hijab, even though the whole world is doing something else. I remember reading in the article about how. She was told about, let's go buy a dress. And she said, no. The girl herself, I mean, this is a teenager, high school grad. She's saying, no, there's no point going to buy a dress because it's not going to be appropriate. And she borrowed the abaya dress from one of her relatives because it was very beautiful and it covered her properly. This is also a level of taqwa because we forget this taqwa at times of weddings, parties, celebrations. We forget it. We don't want to offend certain relatives. We don't want to offend certain friends. And this is why we will do what they want us to do. But we forget that when we're making that decision, it's neither in our best interest nor in theirs. When we bring taqwa in our wedding parties and in our Eid parties and in all our occasions, that is what is in the best interest of everybody. It's... Um advice which I always apply to myself. When we have friends, either we get influenced or we influence other people. Hmm. So when we see if we are getting influenced with the good qualities and the person is making us closer to Allah SWT, that's a good sign of having a good friend. Hmm. But on the other side, if we are being influenced by the other person um, of like bad habits and things like that, that's a warning sign for us that we should step away. Mm-hmm. And we should make the uh, Allah will bless us yeah. with the Or we have, to be, we have to be yeah. proactive over proactive there. Over. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I have to move away from this person because they're a bad influence. Before you do that, think, what are you doing to influence them? What are you doing? Why do you always have to be in the passenger seat? Why can't you take the driver's seat? Right? We have to try to do that. If they're influencing us, we have to somehow influence them also. And hearing all of these things, I was just thinking that another sign of a strong friendship is that they respect your decisions and opinions at the end of the day. And no matter how many things they ask you to do, do it when you say that, no, this is what I want to do, and they respect you, that's a really important sign of friendship. So if you see that after they tell you whatever it is they tell you, and you tell them that, no, this is my final decision, and they still do not respect that, then I don't think that really is a friendship you might want to reconsider. Exactly. Now, what we learn from this ayah is that the basis of friendship or a very important ingredient in our friendships should be taqwa. Otherwise, our friendships will be short-lived. They will not continue in the hereafter. We see that the Prophet 
five days before his death. Five days before his death. He said, I stand innocent before Allah that I took any one of you as Khalil. For Allah has taken me as his Khalil, as he took Ibrahim as his Khalil. Had I taken any one of my ummah as a Khalil, I would have taken Abu Bakr as a Khalil. What this hadith is teaching us is first of all, you know, this level of friendship, you know, that level where that we describe as best friends forever. You know, like, I'm with this person and whatever they say and I love them and, you know, they're very important to me. This, you know, the highest level of friendship is something that should be reserved for who? Allah alone. Because even the Prophet ﷺ did not take any human being as a khalil. Imagine the friendship that existed between the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr. Could there be a friendship more beautiful than that? A human friendship? I mean, the Prophet ﷺ is going for hijrah. The journey of hijrah. And Abu Bakr is asked to come along. It's the most dangerous journey. And Abu Bakr, he cries out of joy. I can go with you? I can go with you? Imagine the love and the friendship that was there between the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr. And the Prophet ﷺ said, that if I were to take any person as Khalil, it would have been Abu Bakr. But no, Allah is my Khalil. And this is something that should again remind us that all our friends... No matter how important they are to us, more important will always be who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright? And among people, of course there will be friendship, but remember that friendship is at a lower level. The highest level is only for Allah. And those who do have this friendship with taqwa, then that is of course known as friendship for the sake of Allah. Right? Because taqwa is there. The fear of Allah is there. That alertness is there. That realization is there. That Allah is more important. I love you, however, Allah is more important. I'd love to sit and chat, however, Allah is more important. So when people do have this friendship where the taqwa of Allah is the main ingredient, then this friendship is friendship for the sake of Allah. This is ukhuwa fillah, hub fillah. And about this we learn that on the Day of Judgment, Allah will say, where are those who loved each other for my sake? For my glory's sake, bijalali, Because of me, because of my grandeur, because of my greatness, they loved each other. Meaning they came together, they worked together, they helped each other, they spent time together for whose sake? For the sake of Allah. Allah will say, Today I shall shelter them in my shade. I will give them my shade when there is no other shade but mine. يَوْمَ لَا إِلَّا So we have to see that those whom we do love and those whom we describe as our friends, why do we love them? Why is someone my friend? What makes them my friend? How am I benefiting them and how are they benefiting me? Are they really helping me draw closer to Allah? Or are they a means of taking me away from Allah? Making me forget Allah? What kind of friendship is this? Because it's only the friendship of the muttaqeen that will be everlasting. Allah says, Ya ibadi, O my servants, La khawfun alaykum. Look at the address, Ya ibadi. 
You were friends for my sake. You were together for my sake. لا خوف عليكم اليوم. No fear will there be upon you today. ولا أنتم تحزنون. Nor will you ever grieve now. No fear and no grief. Because you see, friendship that is for the sake of Allah. Let me tell you, there's a lot of fear and a lot of grief. Because when you come together with people for the sake of Allah, for the cause of Allah, for the religion of Allah. Then you will be tested. You're working for the deen of Allah, there will be a lot of khawf. Just remember the journey of Hijrah. When Abu Bakr and the Prophet ﷺ were in the cave. Remember the khawf that overcame Abu Bakr anhu. The fear and the huzn that the Prophet ﷺ said, لا تحزن إن الله معنا. So really, friendship for the sake of Allah, you know, It brings fear. Fear. What kind of fear? Fear for your safety. Fear of losing your good reputation. Because together you're working for the sake of Allah. This is why that person matters to you. Otherwise, why would they? You know, there are certain people whom we affiliate with or we don't want to be affiliated with out of fear that, you know, if their name will go bad, I will also fall into that. I will also be affected. So, you know, I have to be very careful, distance myself away. Because everybody wants to be on the winning team. Isn't it? Everybody wants to be on the winning team. But when it's time to struggle, then people just want to play it safe. So Allah says that, يَا عِبَادِي لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمُ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ تَحْزَنُونَ Huzn. Did the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr anhu did they experience it? Because of the religion of Allah. Definitely. So much loss they experienced in the way of Allah. But they stayed together. What happens is that as friends, when we make friends in the way of Allah, we experience some kind of huzn or some khawf. We think, you know what? It's too difficult. I can't take it anymore. And we move away. We distance ourselves. We're depriving ourselves. In this world, we will experience khawf and huzn. In the hereafter, in Jannah, there is no more grief. Alladina amanu. Who are these people? Allah says there are those who believe. Bi ayatina in our verses. Wa kanu muslimin, and they were Muslim. They surrendered to Allah. They had iman on the inside and Islam on the outside. Outwardly also they surrendered. They submitted to Allah. Together they did it. And yes, it was a difficult journey. Full of khawf and huzn. But in the hereafter, no khawf and huzn. Allah says, Udukhulu al-jannah. They will be told, enter jannah. Antum, you, wa azwajukum, and your spouses. Or your kinds. Azwaj, plural of zawj. Remember it's used for spouse and it's also used for type, kind. Meaning, together as families you enter, or Antum wa azwajukum, you and your friends together enter Jannah. Tuhbaroon, you will be delighted. You will be made truly happy. Tuhbaroon habra habr. Habr is to take on adornment, to take on zina. And habr is also when the signs of happiness are visible on a person. Because you see, when a person is happy, the signs of happiness are visible, they look beautiful. Just as when a person adorns themselves, they look beautiful. So, تُحْبَرُونَ You will be made truly happy, gladdened, such that the traces of that pleasure and happiness will be visible on you. 
تُحْبَرُونَ All of you will be made joyful. Because in the world, for the sake of Allah, they shared many tears. Together, they shared many tears. Many moments of grief. Many moments of loss and pain. And episodes of fear. But in Jannah, تُحْبَرُونَ In Surah Yaseen, Ayah 55, Allah says, إِنَّ أَصْحَابَ الْجَنَّةِ الْيَوْمَ فِي شُغْلٍ فَاكِهُونَ هُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُهُمْ فِي ظِلَالٍ عَلَى الْأَرَائِكِ مُتَّكِئُونَ So they will have no fear nor any grief. يُطَافُ It will be circulated. طَوَوْفَ To go in circles. It will be circulated عَلَيْهِمْ On them, meaning among them, بِصِحَافٍ Plates. Platters. مِنْ ذَهَبٍ Of gold. وَأَكْوَابٍ And also vessels, meaning of gold. صِحَافٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ مِنْ ذَهَبٍ صِحَاف is the plural of the word صَحْفَةٌ صَحْفَةٌ And صَحْفَة is used for a dish or a bowl or a platter from which at least five people can eat. So it's a platter that can hold at least five servings. So you're talking about not just a plate but a big one. right? So صِحَاف of gold. Now what is on that صِحَاف? What kind of food is being served on those sihaf? That's not described. Because even if it's described, we won't get it. Meaning we won't understand it. May Allah give us. يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِصِحَافٍ مِّن ذَهَبٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ Akwab is a plural of the word kub. And kub is used for a wide-mouthed drinking vessel. You see sometimes certain cups are such that you're drinking from it but you really have to lift it high. And it's so awkward. Or sometimes a bowl, you know, some bowls are so wide that it looks weird that you're drinking from it. Kub is a cup that is for drinking. It doesn't have a handle. And it's wide-mouthed. So basically you can drink from any side that you want. So these akwab will also be of gold. Earlier in the surah we learned about the zukhruf of the dunya. That how it doesn't have any worth near Allah. And Allah would give so much to those who deny even, because it doesn't have any worth near Allah. But the real, real zina is of Jannah. Real luxury and pleasure is of Jannah. Allah says, وَفِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِهِ الْأَنفُسِ And in it will be whatever the souls desire. تَشْتَهِ اِشْتِهَا يَشْتَهِ To desire الْأَنفُسِ Plural of nafs, meaning whatever any nafs desires, they'll get it. And what happens in this world? Every nafs has a different desire. Isn't it? But everyone has to compromise. You know, for instance, you don't like corn. But somebody else in your family loves corn. So your mom has to cook something with corn in it. You don't like it, you're compromising. You love spicy food. Somebody else in the family does not like spicy food at all. So one day your mom cooks spicy food. You enjoy it. Somebody else doesn't. And another day she makes bland food, you don't enjoy it, somebody else does. This is the reality of this world, isn't it? I remember reading somewhere once, it was an art piece for the kitchen. I'm really bad at remembering quotes, so please forgive me, I'm going to butcher it. But the message was something like, you wanted something else? This is not a restaurant. Hmm? This is not a restaurant, it's a kitchen. Because what happens is, that when you come to the dinner table, Everybody has a different desire, different wish. Isn't it? 
Why did you put the dressing in the salad? Why are there nuts in the salad? Why is it like this and why is it like that? Everybody has a problem. In Jannah is when wishes will be fulfilled. وَفِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ الْأَنفُسِ وَتَلَذُّ الْأَعْيُنِ تَلَذُّ لَمْ ذَا لَذَّهْ is pleasure. أَعْيُنْ عَيْنْ What will please the eyes? Because sometimes certain foods could be super delicious and they could be super foods, but when you look at it, mm-mm, just doesn't look pleasing. But in Jannah, there is pleasure at every single level. From the look of it, from its appearance to its taste, to its aftermath, every level, there is only pleasure. وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ وَأَنْتُمْ and you. وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ You will abide in it eternally. You. Look at it. It's not they. It's you. Who? The muttaqeen. May Allah grant us taqwa. وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ You will abide in it eternally. Because what happens in this world? No matter what you start enjoying, it expires. There's an end to it. In Jannah is where the party doesn't stop. It just does not stop. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that the utensils of the people of Jannah will be of gold. The utensils they use will be of gold. Even their combs will be of gold and silver. In Surah Fussilat, Ayah 31, Allah says, وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدْدَعُونَ Every kind of wish, every kind of desire, every kind of indulgence. In Surah Al-Inshiqaq, Ayah 25, لَهُمْ أَجْرٌ غَيْرُ مَمْنُونَ For them is a reward that's uninterrupted. وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ In Surah Sa'd, Ayah 54, إِنَّ هَذَا لَرِزْقُنَا مَا لَهُ مِن نَفَادِ عَطَاءً غَيْرَ مَجْذُوذٍ In Surah Hud, Ayah 108. It's a bestowal that is uninterrupted. وَتِلْكَ الْجَنَّةِ And this is Jannah. الَّتِي which أُورِسْتُمُوهَا You have been made to inherit it. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Because of what you used to do. This is what the people of Jannah will be told when they'll enter Jannah. This is Jannah which you have been given. Why? Because of what you did. Lakum fiha, for you in it are fakihatun kathira, much fruit, abundant fruit, abundant as in, in quantity as well as in variety. Minha ta'kulun, from which you will eat. You see, because sometimes there could be a lot of good food, but it's just for looking. Right? It's just for looking. Why? Because there's one ingredient that's not halal. Or there's something in it that bothers you, that doesn't suit your health. It's very good to look at, but you can't eat it. Or, there's food there, you see it, you can't eat it because you're full. I mean, how many times does it happen? We see good food, but we're not able to eat it. We see pictures of it, we see videos of it, we see reviews of it, and we can just look. We can't actually eat Allah says, مِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ You won't just look at it, you'll eat it. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا السَّاعَةَ أَنْ تَأْتِيَهُمْ بَغْتَةً وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَ 